Jesus. Come on, man. This is Burning Tube. This is from the Hay Street uh, Battle of the Bands. There's a funny little anecdote. I might have told it before, but I'll tell it again. And I'm going to play some guitar, just like the one song or something. I should make it just like I brought it for him and Sean McCall, you know. I mean, Sean might have just be like, uh, I don't know what Sean's doing. He's probably uh, fingering his fretboard. That's my guess. Anyway, so I, I got just like just fucking pinched nerve in my fucking shoulder. It was probably some of the worst pain I've experienced. You know, like, I mean, I'm sure what different people. Hey, Katie Quinn, if you're out there, you know, I know you're going through hell. I, I, the, the despair you feel right now, maybe I've never known. I mean, I've, I've felt like just as despaired out as somebody can feel. But you're kind of at that point right now. And um, so I'm just sending you some love. Even though you're a pain in the butt sometimes, so is just virtually every single person I know. Okay, where were we? Um, eating sushi, that was important. Mmm. Chewing on the air. They say it shouldn't be done. I wonder why. Um... So we got a good show tonight. I'm going to say it one more time. People, right, well, what was I telling this anecdote about the hate street fair? Anyway, so I had this shoulder thing, and Ace calls me up. He goes, because I basically know, like, you know, every time we played it, even that night, which we basically didn't have our, our fans come out because I thought I wasn't going to play the show, but then Ace was like, Roxy, take some painkillers and get your ass down here. No sympathy whatsoever. They didn't care. Like, I mean, I basically couldn't even lay in a position at all without just uh, howling pain. Uh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo the stunt dog, Ronaldo. Uh, Ronaldo is Geraldo Rivera's uh, younger brother. Geraldo the stunt dog. Let's, are people coming in? What's going on? Is, it, is there another show happening? What, is this the next show? Good. All right, dude, get lost. Unless you got some coke. If you got some cocaine, then I'll do it. You can hang out all you want. You can blow coke up my ass. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're here. And, uh, we got the great art of uh, Jenner Davis and the address over here. Oh, you can figure it out. Just, uh, just Google fucking mutiny. Oh, God. Ronaldo. Trump. Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Um, Carrot Top. Uh. Okay, so I'm going to play. <laughs> you know, uh, we're going to close things out because I got a show tonight. I'm going to go butter my bread. Um, no, I'm not going to butter my bread. Uh, next week, we've got Vampire Radio with Albert Felix, also known as Necromos. He just canceled in the middle of the week. He just never told me why. I think he was. He just had uh, plans to finger bang something. And it wasn't me that day, so I mean, I guess I gotta wait till next week. Uh, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Um, that's right. You know, she was eating this tofu. It's like weird tofu. There's no fucking rice in it, and it's tofu instead of fucking rice. How weird is that? You can basically do anything with tofu. Like you could probably make poo to tofu. I mean, you could probably make poo sushi, right? If you wanted to make poo and put it on there, it could work. 
It could work. Some people eat poo. Like if you were a dog and you put cat shit on a sushi, they might eat it. They just might eat it. Any people out there got any dogs that eat the, uh, out of the litter box, you know, those Tootsie Rolls. It's fucking strange, isn't it? You're like, what the hell? You know what I saw the other day? Uh, an elephant basically reached into another elephant's butt, pulled out some poo, and ate it. Ain't that just fucking... I mean, you can't even wrap your head around that, right? I mean, what the fuck was that elephant thinking? Oh, and there's some tasty poo up there. Reached up his butt, pulled the poo out, and munched on it. Just like it was just nothing. Oh, to be an animal would be so divine, glorious. Um, Just, I mean, you know, every, every minute for most species is a gift. You know, like especially when there's... Natural predators for for who you are, you know things like most most things that get eaten happen to be the vegetarian or vegan. Squirrels, uh, rodents, you know, bug, chickens. I think chickens eat bugs and then uh, corn. They just eat. They're so stupid. I mean, chickens are the stupidest animals on the planet. I don't care if you eat chickens. I just don't want to eat that shit. And it tastes all right. You know, I remember it from back in the day. But. The hormones they put in that shit, those breeding animals that don't have no beaks or fucking legs or something. <laughs> it's just, um, it's inhumane. Now they're making human burgers around the world, especially in China. Um, mm, sushi. All right. So I'm going to stop eating sushi. I'm going to play one more song and I'm going to play one. And get the fuck out of here. You know, I just did that because it's so wrong. You can't be wrong if it feels so right. Okay, what do we got? Baby Galaxy at rehearsal? No, I don't think so. We're not going to do that one. Come on. What is that really where you're going with this? No. No, no. No, that's not what I wanted to hear. Okay, let's see what else we got. Come on, baby. No, just fuck that shit. That's cool. Baby Galaxy was a good song. That's actually a lost jam. We should actually bust that shit out again. Uh, let's see, we got live at the Retox. Oh, all the early stuff. Uh, let's just scroll down here. 67 videos. What else we got here? Uh, we got we played the, the, you know, we actually played the Rainbow. We really played the Rainbow. So you want to hear that one? That would be cool. Luca Brasi at the Rainbow. Let's do it. We had the only band asked to play that night. It was a Saturday night. And uh, Ronnie James Dio died. That, I mean, I know. Isn't that cool? Um... But here we go. Luca Brasi at the Rainbow. And we had kind of a foxy black chick dancing with us. So it was kind of crazy. So I don't know. If I told you any more about the story, I'd, you know, you really would just take up too much time. Here we go. There, Luca Brasi. This is when Chris was doing all the videos. It's actually Stevie Alvin. Stephanie Alvin. She, was, she wasn't Stevie yet. She was not Stevie. She was Stephanie. What's up with that? Ronaldo the stunt dog. Ronaldo. Ronaldo the stunt dog. So that was him just like, kind of like leading up with this fucking bullshit fucking uh, intro. We already have our Hellraiser. We got to kind of keep moving. We, have, we already played Hellraiser from uh, the elbow room. You know, it's kind of cool. I really should get all this stuff on audio, remix it, or at least remaster. Oh, baby, we're over here. What's going on? I'm gonna play one more song, but I don't wanna play this song, so, cause then we are. What else we got here? What else we got? Come on, man. Oh, this is cool. What do we got here? More burning, we played a burning, too. I can't play this one. 
Let's see what else we got. Let's see what else we got. You know, it's like, it's all right. You know, like if you never did that kind of thing, life would just be, uh, that's not, yeah, let's go. We could go there. Okay, let's do it. Even though we've played some from this show, we're going to play Ultraviolet. That was a cool song. Dave Malore on the drums, one of my favorite versions of Luca Brasi. And I, I was just kind of like, had combined my two uh, you know, personalities into one lethal fucking rock and roll animal. This is the Hemlock Show, but I pretty much wearing the white zombie shirt every time. I play my Haber bass and I crushed it winters under an amp. Solo. We should go back to the style. Not being a dick. It's like always coming up with some fresh shit. It's not like anything like him. You know, it's funny when he did uh, his old band, Twice the Bitch, appropriately named. Oh, yeah, that was cool. You know, the crowd goes, ah, crowd goes crazy. Like half the songs were like Luca Brasi songs. I mean, it's, that's fine. He'll deny everything. He's just one of those guys like, you just, just a fucking liar. He just doesn't cop to anything. You know, it's just I can't, you people out there, it's like, just fucking just say, yeah, maybe that's true. Or just don't fucking like, do you just think I'm that stupid? 
that you can stomp your feet and go, oh, well, I just don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll like, be like, oh, God, you know, it's like a little bit of love dies every time you do that. And I'm sure I did things that to a lot of people that might may, maybe makes them feel like they don't love me as much. But I was never mean. And I was never like just driven by this ego thing that other people are. Like, I, I like being there in support. I don't want to be invisible on stage. I don't want like, fucking fat Sierra Bloomer standing in front of me, stealing, like taking my mic. Because Lance couldn't handle it. Could not handle me singing. You know why? Because, I don't know, maybe he just, you know what he said to me when I, when I asked him one day, point blank, he'd always run on stage and just grab my mic and just throw it. He'd say, what are you, trying to steal my thunder? Ah, dance, nobody can steal your thunder. You're, you are thunder, you're, they call you thunder thigh. Oh, did I go there. It's one of those days where just, you know, paybacks are a bitch. Most of you people have been assholes to me throughout. You say you love me, prove it. Because I've shown it to each and every one of you in your time of need. In your time of bleed. Oh, yeah. We're going to do a quick song. I guess these guys come start at 6.15 or some shit. Okay, let them, it's going to happen. Okay, what song should I do, Barb? Come on. We got one song real quick, but, but I never know when you're gonna, going. Okay. Gonna, wait, just, just pack it up. Okay, we'll make it happen. Throw them all up. What? I ate some tofu. Whatever. I mean, look. Uh, just for all you people. That's Ronaldo. Ronaldo the stunt dog. I'm going to be real quick with this. Jenny lost her head. She said she'd throw it away. No, it's evil. No, the monster inside got no place to hide. Yeah, straight ahead. Only one way out. I said I know her again. Then I walked around. Sky was crimson and gray. It's just killing time I said I don't know Then I made a man Clock upon the wall Says it's quarter to ten Catch me when I fall You only know that you're in it Every minute Begin it It's all brand new again Dancing to songs in her head down at the graveyard. Songs in her head dancing to down her songs in her head playing on the radio. Songs in her head.
This is all going to, uh, I'm okay. Here's the last verse. After all we've been through, you know it's all been done. Yeah, what can we do? With every star up in the sky shining down right now for you and I. It'll gone in a moment, but then I'll say uh, the money's spent. Dancing to songs in her head, down at the graveyard. Songs in her head, dancing to songs in her head, playing on the radio. Songs in her head. Songs in her head. Songs in her head. Songs in her head. Alright, this has been the Roxy Roller Radio Show. We'll be back next week with Vampire Radio. I'm going to hand it over to the amazingly talented and incredibly handsome and beautiful people in the next show. Um, and uh, love you guys. We'll see you next week.
prepared. Were we? Um, we just strolled in whenever the hell we want to and <laughs> taking names. Yeah, yeah, get in line. Oh, yeah. this mic still needs Febreze. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Sounds from the Street and Mutiny Radio. Uh, you can listen to us at mutinyradio.fm. Um, we love Mutiny Radio. I know, I know there's some, some strange stuff that happens here and some strange people. There is. Um, but we, we got love. We got love from Mini Radio. I do. Um, you know, I've been here since it was Pirate Cat. So I have, you know, some attachment to it. But I think because of Pam Benjamin is pretty much the only reason why we're still here. Today. Yeah. <laughs> Pam, we're here for you. Um, I'm going to give props where props is due. And um, seems like she's doing well. And, um, you know, we're paying the bills. We're keeping the lights on. Got some electricity going. So. But we do need more resources. We need more. We need new equipment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rent just did go up. So if you would like to donate money to keep us going, you can go to muniradio.fm. There's a donate now button and um, just do it. Just hit it. Just click it. Just click it. Anything um, anything works for us. Anything you know? helps from $5 to to a million. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we know you're out there. Yeah. Come on. Somebody's listen to, listening to our show. We don't always know who it is, but we know that there's... But we appreciate them. Yes. <laughs> we sure do. How's this week been for you? Um, it's been pretty exciting. Um, I went to see Angelique Kijo last night. She's a Gram- Grammy Award winning uh, artist. Mm-hmm. Um, she's from Nigeria originally, I believe. And she was doing her interpretation of Talking Heads album, Remain in Light. Which okay. apparently wasn't one of their best-selling albums, but it was very progressive at the time, uh, taking a lot of influence from different kinds of music across many different genres. Um, I believe Brian Eno was involved. Um, nice. He was originally in a, a glam rock band called Roxy Music, who was very influential and um, he became a producer um, and a, mu- a solo musician after um, Roxy Music broke up. So he went on to um, work with bands such like Talking Heads. And um, I didn't know this till last night. Um, I went to see um, uh, this band called uh, Tom Tom Club, who were also starting around the same time Talking Heads were. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isn't one of the members part of Tom mm-hmm. Club? Uh, Tina Weymouth and Chris Franz are the bassist and drummer in Talking Heads, and they started doing their own project right. at the same time. And uh, Johnny and I went to see them years ago, and I'm glad that we did because who knows if they'll ever. Um, play music live Um, apparently they went to meet Viv as well I saw a picture of them and I was I was like hashtag you know music legacy or something like that I was like (laughs) you know the musicians that got me 
you know, interested in um, different kinds of music, you know, because listening to bands like Talking Heads, you're not just going to listen to them and not think, wow, like, what are they being influenced by? Yeah, especially because it's everything. I can I can safely say every single song that they have sounds super different mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it has different elements of, of uh, music around the world. So absolutely. Um, and another thing that I didn't know that I wish um, I would have asked uh, Terry of Le Boucherette's I'm going to be playing that interview later on. I had no idea that Jerry produced. So they were up here working on the new album in um, San Francisco, um, Stinson Beach area and apparently Jerry Harrison produced the new single that they just released no clue <laughs> I was like oh my god there's so many connections but it's interesting how I mean back in the day it was like it was such a niche like um you know, punk and reggae and hip hop, everybody like knew each other because it was such like a a niche market back then. But nowadays it's like everyone can, you know, be connected through email, through the internet, what Mm -hmm. have you. Um, So I guess it's not surprising, but at the same time, um, it kind of is. It's exciting. Um, so anyways, it was it was really fun. Um, Angelique uh, came into the audience like she moves really fast, like she's really quick. One minute she's on stage, the next thing, you know, she's like right in front of you. So I, she was like kind of dancing, like walking by everyone. And I raised my hand to see if she would like high five me. And she kind of like looked like, what you going to do? What you going to do? And then she was like, oh, OK, <laughs> she high-fived me. surprised high five her. Yeah. But um. I was, uh, you know, I was kind of inspired by her, um, her positive energy. Um, I feel like there's, there's not enough of that. And she was pretty much saying like the reason why I covered this album, because it's really, um, uh, inspirational and she believes that, you know, people need to focus on the positive things that are happening in your everyday life and keeping, you know, keeping the momentum going that way instead of deterring and, you know, going on another path. Right. So it was like she was kind of like guiding, you know, she was guiding me in in the right direction or guiding guiding my line of thought in that direction. I was like, okay, this is this is exactly what I needed to hear tonight. Yeah. <laughs> like how did she know? <laughs> Um, Mama Angelique. Um, but anyways, no, it was it was a really great show. Another band that I had seen a couple times um, previously opened for them, Bell's Atlas. They're from Oakland, and um, yeah, it was it was a fun night yesterday. So, how about you? Anything exciting going on? <laughs> um, no, I mean, we went. I went to the movie theater. Woo-hoo. I saw Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, I'm really excited. That's, that's the only thing that's coming up that I'm kind of... Well, there's a few things that's, that are coming up, and they're actually really into bands from uh, Mexico or that have Mexico influences. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go see Mariachi de Toloache tomorrow at Yerba Buena Gardens. Um, and then Natalia Lafourcade is going to be at the UC Theater the 29th of May, so I'm excited for that. And... Um, I think Natalia is bringing a lot of the old, uh, like old traditional romantic music from Mexico back into the mainstream um, airplay. And so she's doing a lot of uh, 
music that sounds very like traditional romantic Mm -hmm. but she's putting a little modern twist to it or she's she's calling it a muse too it's like she's calling it musas which means uh, muses um so she's doing a like a love letter almost to this music that was really influential to her and um not really i mean i i don't think i went out of my way to listen to it but i do remember my grandparents listening to this type of music and just being like oh this is what my grandparents listened to and now i'm like appreciating it more because it brings back that memory when i was younger mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i'm excited to see her and i'm excited to see uh, some mariachi music as you know, uh, Cinco de Mayo is kind of a weird holiday for me. <laughs> um, I know that it's really well known um, and celebrated here in the U.S., but it's not really a celebration or a holiday in Mexico. Um, so I'm kind of excited to kind of celebrate it the day after with some mariachi music. There you go. Because, I mean, come on, I'm just Mexican, so. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, if you are in the mission, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of good music going on in the street. I know we were listening to something, mm-hmm. some music coming out of uh, Valencia, Valencia on 24th. And I'm sure, I mean, I, I, we didn't really, like, go exploring for Cinco de Mayo, um, or at least I know Valencia has been, a chunk of it has been closed down, but mm-hmm. um, it looked like fun. I mean, obviously, like, more power to you if you want to drink and eat Mexican food and stuff like that, but let's uh, focus on the real issue with uh, immigrants and what the state of the country is, uh, especially when it comes to the attitude towards immigrants who are, are trying to make it in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's, like, a little complicated thing that's going on with with me and celebrating Cinco but whatever to each their own you know (laughs) Cinco Cinco yeah Cinco Stinko yeah I think for us it's like we're kind of you know we're already doing it like we already you know try and support you know people who are immigrants or people who are of Mexican heritage or Filipino heritage and honestly the only way the only true way to support people who are immigrant is just don't be an asshole towards them like they're just trying to get a job done they're just trying to do you know live in this country without um anybody putting them down they're already doing work nobody wants to be doing so it's like you know just don't be a dick Mm -hmm. i think it's i don't know if it's similar but i think something happens in the brain where it's like they're projecting so it really has nothing to do with the person that they're talking to, whether it's a woman or a person who's of African descent or someone who's of um, Hispanic heritage. It's something about them internally that they're uncomfortable with. And for some reason, they're projecting it. They're projecting it onto yeah. um, this you know, topic of conversation. Why it's a topic of conversation still, I do not know. Um, but that's something that I've noticed. Um, certain you know certain behaviors of people who think that it's okay to you know say and act a certain way towards you know minorities yeah and trust me it was not a choice (laughs) yeah Um, being a minority is not a choice yeah being a woman isn't a choice choice either either, well unless you're you know that's another can of worms it's another can of worms (laughs) but you know The ones that are that where we're biologically born as a woman, I mean, there's things about society that 
we didn't really say it was okay to do. We were born forced into it, and now we're trying to work through it. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) But let's get into some music news, because... It's hard not to get political these days. It's all around us. It's part of our history now. Um, I have Trent Reznor on the news. Good old American right there. Oh, yeah. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross composed music for a documentary about the New York Times. Oh, I want to watch that. The Fourth Estate examines the inner workings of the New York Times during President Donald J. Trump's first year in office. Nine Nationals, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross have composed the original theme music that plays during the opening title sequence for the Showtime documentary series, The Fourth Estate. The four-part docu-series directed and produced by Liz Garbus, at least as a woman producing this, this is interesting, examines the inner workings of the New York Times during President Donald J. Trump's first year in office, according to the press release. The fourth estate premieres at the Tribeca Film Festival on April 28th, and it hits Showtime on Sunday, May 27th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. The fourth estate theme music is the latest collaboration from... Resner and Ross, who officially became a Nin Nine Inch Nails, sorry, member in December 2016. Oh, so he's like a new member of the band. The duo won the Best Original Score at the 2010 Oscar, Oscars for the Social Network, and they later soundtracked The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Patriot's Day, and more. Nine Inch Nails released the Ad Violence EP in 2017, and preceded by the Not the actual events EP in 2016. So you can check that out. You can check the uh, Nine Inch Nails down the downward downward spiral liner notes um, on thepitchfork.com. You can also uh, check that video out on YouTube and follow them on YouTube. Um, it's called Liner Notes, and it shows you like a little history. It's like a five minute history, like liner notes basically of mm-hmm. um uh, a, a, a certain bands and like the, their most influential or debatable but they're one of their most most influential influential albums um i i always love these they had like the radiohead one and they had prince and they had you know mm-hmm. beastie boys and stuff so there's a bunch of those but the uh one for nine nationals is pretty good too yeah nice well, if you didn't already know, Liam Gallagher is working on a new album already. Again? <laughs> and he's he going to be... He never quits. He doesn't. Um, he's been actively touring. Um, he just released um, an album last year, his debut solo album. And he was in San Francisco. I saw him back in November. And he's actually going to be back um, this week. He's doing... a. I think it's like a dual headliner with um, the lead singer of another Britpop band, uh, The Verve, and his name is Richard Ashcroft. I've heard some interesting things about about him. But anything, uh, let's see, TheEnemy.com is going to fill us in and let us know what he's been up to. All right, so he says, um, our kids going back to the studio, and holy moly, are we excited. He's a godlike genius after all. 
here's everything we know about the follow-up to this year's much-loved solo debut, As You Were. Has Liam Gallagher made his new solo album yet? He's working on it, friends. As You Were was written and recorded in Los Angeles with ace songwriter Greg Kirsten, who co-wrote Adele's Hello, among others, and hotshot producer Andrew Wyatt. He's now revealed via Twitter, his favorite medium, that he's returned to the City of Angels to work on album number two. The hills are live with the sound of LG. (laughs) I'm of... um, I'm off, to, I'm off to LA next week to start the follow-up to As You Were, Be Afraid, All You Cosmic Pop Pickers, <laughs> Dilly Dilly, As You Were. He used the phrase, As You Were, twice in the space of 180 characters. Make no mistake, Liam is firing on all cylinders. And there's a picture of Dr. Dre. Okay. Um, oh, they're asking, would you choose Dr. Dre or Kendra- Kendrick Lamar? Interesting. Okay, I'll have to look at that later. Mm-hmm. Liam has also spoken about the writing sessions for the album, tweeting that things are sounding biblical and magic, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> what will Liam's new album sound like? Readers, it'll be absolutely filthy. <laughs> Back in February. <laughs> okay, Back- promising. Yeah, yeah. Back in February, he told Enemy that solo album number two will be a bit more up-tempo, a bit more in-your-face, less apologetic. I'd love to do a proper out-and-out punk rock album, a bit Pistols, a bit Stooges. I can do that gear. I can definitely sing them. Some of the singing songs are a bit of a struggle when I do them live. I heard that he had some issues yeah, at his um, voice. Cal Jam, that one festival. Mm. Some of the songs, blah, 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 but the lippy ones I can do all day long. The ones where you split them out. You're not necessarily singing. You're just fucking screaming and shouting. Mm. I'm all for that. We are too, Liam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Will Noel appear on the album? Unlikely. Uh. <laughs> highly, highly unlikely. Liam and Noel haven't been on good terms for some time now, Oasis having been disbanded for almost a decade. There was a rumor that the pair had called a Christmas truce and patched it up at swanky London restaurant The Chiltern Firehouse back in December, but Liam's put paid to that. No, no, I went there and he wasn't there. Um, He wasn't meant to be there, but that's where him and all his posh mates go. So I thought I'd steam down there and see what they got to say. I just went down there looking for a bit of trouble and that, but there was none of them about. They were all probably at home counting their money. (laughs) (laughs) In addition... He has money... Sorry to say it, but he has money issues with his brother, right? I, I think so. I mean... There's definitely some. some like he bad always blood there. he always says something about like financial like gain for, uh, for Noel. Yeah, maybe it has to do with like the songwriting credits or something like maybe. that. Like maybe, fuck, dude. Maybe it wasn't split properly. He's your brother. I knew. Um, in addition, he wrote Noel's recent device, divisive album, "Who Built the Moon," as, off as like a shit cooler shaker. Uh, will there be any collaborations on Liam's second solo record? Uh, Liam told us that Foo Fighters are up for doing a track together. They keep texting me, man. They wanted to do one tune, but I don't know. I'll do it one day, but I'm too busy doing this at the moment. But I do like them. I think Foo Fighters have got good tunes. I think Dave Grohl's very talented, and so is the band. That was back in February when he was still focused solely on touring as he were. So perhaps the time has come for Foo Fighters Liam Banger. 
<laughs> there goes our hero. In addition, Richard Ashcroft is supporting him at a series of summer gigs this year. So perhaps the old friends will make some magic in the studio together. And Liam himself is supporting the Rolling Stones this summer. Oh, I didn't know that. Never say never. Mm. Can we expect any curveballs? Hmm. Nah, mate. Musically, Liam doesn't do curveballs. <laughs> he told Enemy that his purpose is to give the people what they want and recently explained to Radio X, I look for something that I can sing and it fits me. I know there's a lot of people that say you play it safe, but I don't really want to step outside of the box. I don't want to do a dance record. I've got no desires to make something with beats or anything like that or an electronic record. I just want to make good guitar music, rock and roll with a good melody and good words. We're in. That works for him. Yeah. And that's kind of the feeling I got as well when I saw him. Like he was kind of, he's doing. He's bringing it back to just good old rock and roll. Yeah. He's doing some <clears throat> some new stuff. I mean, it's definitely more contemporary sounding yeah. to me. Oh, really? Mm. But, um. But it's just, it's Liam. It's Liam. It's, you know, it's the attitude. And then people were, you know, cheering him on like he was a football star. Like yeah. they were in a, you know, at a football game. So Oops. I was like, this Sorry, is cool. keep making noises. Like, this is different. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm definitely going to see them at the Masonic on uh, Thursday night. So that's going to be fun. This Thursday? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was weird. I remember when they announced it, maybe like, I want to say two or three months ago, I was like, holy shit, that was fast. Yeah. Okay. It's coming up. Um, I tell you, it, April just disappeared. Yeah. Just went back so quickly. So yeah, get your tickets. Get man. your tickets. Uh, I have Conan O'Brien. Just changing it up a little bit. This has got a consequence of sound. Sure. Conan O'Brien's TBS talk show downsizes to half hour episodes in 2019. Pivots to digital content. The rework show will now focus more on digital content budding stand-up comedians and tours the bad news conan o'brien's late night show uh tbs is shrinking the good news is that his empire is growing it's no secret that o'brien talk show has a very small viewership but his team coco ventures online are drawing huge numbers as such the hollywood reporter reports that beginning next year o'brien's show will be reduced for an hour to half an hour while his touring and online efforts will expand to uh breath and to I don't know what that word is. An ambition. Uh, this continues a year after O'Brien signed a new four-year deal with TBS. It makes sense considering O'Brien's most popular content, content as of late have included segments like Clueless Gamer and his Conan Without Borders series of specials. The former, it should be noted, is currently in development at TBS as a series. Series. Uh, O'Brien's show will still air four times a week, but the format will be less structured. In a conference call, O'Brien confirmed that the show will feature fewer celebrity guests and more taped segments. Meanwhile, Team Coco will ink talent deals with promising young stand-up comedians who will join O'Brien on live tours. Since I have inherited my late night show into 1993, TV has changed exponentially. I can't can't read you guys. Uh, I can't read today. Um, I like to think I have evolved with many of those changes, but now it's time to take a next leap. 
O'Brien said in a statement. A half-hour show will give me the time to do a higher percentage of the comedy in and out of the studio that I love and that seems to resonate in this new digital world. And it's still going to be me hosting a very silly show, but I want segments of a half an hour program to link to digital content, deepening the experience of my younger fans and focusing on my older ones. Mm. Conan's always been a fearless performer and now on top of his form, I'm excited he's talking, uh, taking a gutsy step uh, forward with us into new arenas, said Kevin Riley, president of TVS and TNT and chief executive officer of Tuner Entertainment. Finally, the new direction will find O'Brien and Team Coco partnering with NBC and TBS to put the host's entire catalog on late night with Conan O'Brien and Conan Online. And you can, um, and you know what, what that means. Walker, Texas Ranger jokes, never you want them. Wait, what? Whenever you want them. I apologize for my lack of a... Uh, not reading correctly <laughs> being able to understand it's been a there. long day and i'm squinting and i don't know what's going on uh but yeah that's interesting i, I think we're both fans of conan you know like well, i he's don't know okay he's okay okay i, I thought I you were like um jimmy i like i mean some of the segments i watched like there was one where he went into a halloween store i think that's the most recent one i saw <laughs> and he's like He's like trying on all the costumes and pretending to be different characters. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> but wasn't he a writer before he was a? Yeah, he wrote for The Simpsons. Comedian. Okay. Yeah, he wrote. Um, I think his most famous episode that he wrote was um the monorail episode. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I've, I've been a fan of his for a while. I remember when he made the switch to, um taking over Jay Leno and then Jay Leno took it back and that Whoops. was that whole drama um and and I when he went to TBS I, I'll be honest I didn't I stopped watching him but I do watch his online stuff and they are pretty good like the game was uh Clueless Gamer um and um the ones that he does where he like yeah where he does like remote stuff mm-hmm. that's pretty funny so it's it kind of makes sense although it's kind of sad because it's like He's been doing late night for so long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he's just like, it makes sense that he's switching to digital, which is, you know, he's what everybody do else is doing. So. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, no, yeah, you gotta stick relevant or stay relevant. I guess I get it. Um, <laughs> I like that um, uh, Chelsea Handler, she's doing a, she's doing a tour, I think. Is that weed? How did weed up and end up in my dress? Oh. I guess it's Come everywhere. Come on, Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, fingernails. It's there's all over the fucking... Some other... Crap. I'm going to clean this up for Pam because I do not want her sending another email. <laughs> In capital letters. Because I get it. Like, it, it, this is fucking annoying. It came out of nowhere. <laughs> it's all over my shirt now. Um, but Sorry. yeah, I Ch- guess... Chelsea Handler, yes. She's doing like a a tour too as well mm-hmm. so she's mm-hmm. and she i remember when she did her show for netflix she mm-hmm. had mentioned that she was never she didn't have an in- interest in doing a comedy tour and now she's doing one so it's kind of interesting yeah i wonder what changed well maybe <laughs> she's not doing netflix anymore so oh, so now she's like i have free time yeah <laughs> uh, well you got to do something right yeah exactly um, but i think it's more fun probably to see them live than watching something on on television 
True. Um, but anyways, um, another show that's been popular on Netflix, Peaky Blinders. Have you seen it? I haven't, but I have heard a lot of good stuff about it. So apparently it's been confirmed for series six and seven. whoop dee Jeez, two series. Hmm. There will also be a ballet of the show. What? Uh, (laughs) so the show will continue for series six and seven creator Stephen Knight has confirmed some viewers had feared that the upcoming fifth series of Peaky Blinders would be the last but now it looks like there's much more to come as well as a ballet interpretation of the show we are definitely doing series six and we will probably do seven Knight told Birmingham Press Club Evening Standard reports after series four it went mad we've talked to lead actor Cillian Murphy and he's all for it and the rest of the principal cast are in for it. As for the ballet, Knight added, I had a meeting with ballet Rampart, Rambert, who want to do Peaky Blinders, the ballet. I'm saying, why not? Uh, speaking of the potential plotline of upcoming series, uh, Knight has previously said, I want it to end with the first air raid siren in Birmingham in the Second World War. So that will be the start of the next chapter in British history. It's that period. A Peaky Blinders movie has also been rumored for some time, while a stage musical of the program is also Jesus. in the works. I did not know it was that popular. Yeah, slow your fucking roll. <laughs> I mean, there are some really gorgeous men in that in this show. I'll just mm-hmm. let you know. So I think that's what caught my interest. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, Cillian Murphy. Oh, okay. It's like nineteen, the teens. Yeah, the twenties, like you know, in Birmingham, uh, when it was still like very industrial and coal and soot and dirt is everywhere. So I, it caught my interest, but I had no idea it was like. Um, Maybe possibly in the UK, it's really popular. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's exciting news. Are you gonna Are you gonna buy tickets to the musical? I might. <laughs> I wanted to see. I think tomorrow's the last day. I wanted to see the the one for the Go Go's. What they had a musical? Yeah. Yeah, it's at the Curran, but. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing that. <laughs> I haven't seen a, a musical or, or haven't been to the theater since we went to New York. It's been a while. Yeah, I think that was the last time for me as well. It's not something that I normally do here for some reason. I don't know why. I think most people we know aren't really into that kind of stuff. Yeah, and there's but there's a lot of theaters here too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Huh, maybe we should uh, invite... I know Marky's into it. We should invite him. The Curran, the ACT, um, and the Orpheum. Yeah. Excuse me, I think those are the big ones. Oh, I went to see Lion King, but that was over like a year and a half ago. Yeah. I think. That wasn't last year. I think it was. Maybe it was last year. Hmm. But one of my friends had an extra ticket, so. But that was, I mean, it was interesting because, you know, seeing the movie is one thing, but then seeing it live, it just has a different. It's interesting to see, you know, somebody else's interpretation, like seeing Angelique Cajot do her interpretation of talking heads. I mean, they're both brilliant. They're both great. They're just, you know. So different. One's white and one isn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's what kind of, like, boggled my mind. I was like, these are, they were, like, the original, like, hipsters, like, back then. And now it's like, well, she's not a hipster, but she's kind of doing it, you know. Yeah. (laughs) But she's bringing it, um 
she's also bringing it to a different audience. That was the other thing that I really enjoyed about last night is it was such a diverse audience. Yeah. Um, it's really different than some of the shows that we've been to recently in San Francisco. So I was like, oh my God, I needed this. <laughs> it's so refreshing. It was, um, you know, people from different walks of life. I mean, I want to say the crowd was a little bit older. I would say, you know, people in their 30s, like our my age group was kind of the youngest, and then it went up from there. But, um, yeah, it was still still a good time. There's there's good stuff out there. It's just a matter of discovering. There's a lot of discovery that still needs to happen. This is true. All right. Well, if you're just tuning in, um, I was thinking of playing the interview that I did with Terry from Le Boucherets, um mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I told her, well, this has been a couple of years in the making, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was it was um, it was a really good good fun time that we had and she's going to be the butcherettes are going to be opening for hot snakes at uh august hall which they've actually made a lot of progress in the past week in the one week yeah (laughs) they have like the marquee is up you can see some of the signage now so i don't know when the first official show is going to be there i think it's this month yeah yeah but um they have a bunch of sold out shows already (laughs) nice um but yeah so hope i think pretty sure i'm going to that show may 15th so that's a week from this coming tuesday and then i bought a ticket to see um johnny marr that's going to be in early uh june i think june 2nd which is a saturday so that would be cool yeah i mean it's right down the street so (laughs) yeah i think brazilian girls are going to be there this month too and i might want to go see them we'll see cool what their new stuff sounds like Awesome. All right. So without further ado, um, here's my interview with Terry from the Boucherettes. All right. Terry, are you still with me? Yeah. I'm right here. Woohoo! Good news. Mm-hmm. I'm here too. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, tell me a little bit about the uh, Boucherettes and what you've been up to recently. It looks like you have a new single out. And um, it's on the web, it's on uh, Spotify, and um, probably all over the place at this point. Oh, see, um, well, basically for, for me, uh, um, uh, and thank you for, for being aware of, of the new single coming out, um, for doing your homework, Some, sometimes, you know, uh, well, that's a, that means sometimes people don't know uh, Anything. <laughs> so it's good as I think. Of. No uh, problem. And, and for me, for me, the Butch is um, well, it's my baby, my band that I started when I was seventeen, ten years ago mm-hmm. in Guadalajara, mm-hmm. and it's been uh, it's, yeah, I've been married to my my project for for a decade now, and 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 and, and for me, it was based on just being a uh, based on my feelings of always being constantly under undermined and. And, and, and treated as a second-class citizen, not, and, and this is not. Talk, I'm not just referring to my gender or, or me being a Latina, but just me being a weird person in general in a, in a social setting. I was never really comfortable with myself, so mm-hmm. um, the, the butcher had saved my life in, in, in essence. Uh, it all started in ideas in a, in a notebook. I'd do little doodles of empowered women wearing aprons full of blood and they were cutting up meat which which symbolized cutting up their own oppression 
and and um and it's just that eventually then I, I came to the name the butcherettes butcher women um and and then and then i used i started using the uh, filling up the, the like making up little symbols based on feminist literature betty Friedan, or even the extremist valerie salonis which i'm not oh well you know you have to go through all your phases of books and um mm-hmm. and then and and um and, and from there it grew into having symbolism like i was saying before uh mm-hmm. the, the feather dusters or the pearl necklace or the, uh, the illusion of being a kept perfect woman that, that constant pressure especially in guadalajara where mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's it's a society where it's like oh you know if you're not of a certain class you're seen mm-hmm. you're seen as some something less so it's kind of like a, a a satire not kind of it was completely a satire against it and, and which some people uh, in, in the crowd consider it as a as a clown like me as a clown like oh you're a clown for doing this but mm-hmm. uh, or you're you're just trying to get people shocked but it was really all just this this Thing that in my it was my manifestation, and huh. that of course inspired from Betty Friedan. Or I mean, I'm not taking all the credit. It's been done before. <laughs> I love but the name was, dropping, yeah. by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, more, more. my life as well. That's amazing, um, and I feel like it's it's interesting when I discovered your music. I was kind of, you know, we're. we're similar in age and I was going to see Iggy Pop and it's like who's our age that was to Iggy Pop it's like nobody does that <laughs> right we take those things for granted sometimes because yeah when we talk to other people outside our world mm-hmm. they're like what <laughs> or, or the old or the aunt that's like well sing me a tune of his come on like, no. <laughs> you're gonna sing your own goddamn music <laughs> Tell my aunt that next time. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to be playing some shows in the Bay Area. You're going to be opening for a band called Hot Snakes, uh, May 14th at the Ritz in San Jose, and then you're going to be playing a new venue that hasn't even opened yet, ca- um, yeah. called um, August Hall, and it's literally down wow. the street from my house. So I'm like, awesome. well, this is odd. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I didn't know that because they're barely opening it then. It's a brand new hall then. Yeah, they have the guys like you know taking out all the the old throw up from the uh, from the, the dance hall days or whatever. <laughs> I wanted uh, to see and smell it. Smell it. <laughs> it might be the ideal venue um, for the dress. So I don't know. I'll oh, I can't wait to see it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you how did you create this uh, upcoming tour with Hot Snakes? How did that come about? Well, basically, uh, thank, I'm thankful that Hot Snakes. Well, they they put it, they're putting a, they just put up their, their new record, Hericho Silence, and mm-hmm. um, and and it's based on that on their on on their, on their creativity and the, and the fact that they're reuniting and, 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 and that. A new opportunity opened up for for bands like like me, you know. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. thanks, it was thanks to them that we're on on the tour. And uh, so and I'm, I'm thankful to be me and Rico and Ale. We're very thankful to be on on the run. And and mm-hmm. I, and and, uh, and yeah, and, and because of this, we, we get to play the new single that we just released, Spider Waves, and mm-hmm. and some some a little a little surprise will come out in May which is just as during, uh, during the time we'll be on the road with these guys. 
Mm-hmm. And um and yeah, and they basically hot mix. Holy shit, they became you know, I'm, I'm a big fan <laughs> for, for for a long time. I remember listening to Automatic Midnight and Suicide mm-hmm. Invoice and, and now even mm-hmm. you know, the, the the beat the EPs and just you know, the fact that they're very uh, they're a legendary band and they're an inspiration to many people. Right. So yeah. I, I can't believe it. It's one, it's one of those things where the butchers has been always had that that luck or that element of luck or the good I don't know right place at the right time or kind of element where I've mm-hmm. been able to open up for most of my favorite bands in the whole world. So that's that's ooh, one. I'm glad the hot snakes agreed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know that you've played with the Melvins. You opened up for them, oh. and then you. I was at the show um, where you opened up for Antimask. That was a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> the tango spies so fast, don't mind. Yeah. I was like, one of these days, one of these days I'm going to talk yeah. to her, and here we are. Wow, so <laughs> much. I'm wrong, my, you're making me blush. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been amazing. I'm telling you, like, with the Melvin, like, they, they're such stand-up guys, and because of Again, you know, their their endless creativity and they're always putting out records and you know, they're they're able to tour so much and which means they're able to take out bands on the out on the road. They took us out on the road, they took a chance on us. Mm-hmm. And um and then from there we were able to make a, a whole new project together. Mm-hmm. And and same with Antimask, you know, with uh, their, their basis, Marfred Rodriguez Lopez, he was able, mm-hmm. um, you know, from touring together and being, and, and, and plus, you know, we're basically, you know, we're basically just best friends, and and uh, mm-hmm. he played on this on this new single, uh, mm-hmm. and, and having him be, be, being able to work with him in the studio has been not like work at all. It's been like just hanging out, eating mm-hmm. some good corn, you know, and cooking while he was working on his parts, and um, and, and just having a blast. I know it sounds so like. Oh, happy born, but that's really what it came down to. <laughs> it's interesting. The years fly by, but the experiences just keep happening. Amazing experience. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's just the hardest part is getting out of bed. I think that's where once you're out of bed and you're out of your own mind and your own negativity, well, I'm speaking okay. for myself, um, mm-hmm. um, okay. the rest is flow. The rest is fluid. And, and, and you know what? Staying in bed is also valid, too. You know, sometimes you just need to kind of have those dark moments with yourself and, because that way you can praise and, and appreciate the positive times. That's true. That's really true. How do you? How would you say the music has changed over the past few years, or how has it? How has it developed? Ooh, well, I think I think it's changed basically. Um, I, I've been feeling more confident with my electronic side. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I was a little more ashamed of it because I was, um, you know, hanging out in, in, in punkier circles. Of the you know of the other, of the other, and when I knew the other, I knew of these influ- negative influences that you know these people, these naysayers that they're not really your huh. friends, but they're also not your enemies. They're just people that you come across in the path and and have opinions. And and I was really easily um trying to please those opinions. And you're like, no, you should stick to your punk roots. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. talk about roots. My roots come from my, my mother. We used to listen to to Selva all the time. It was Turkish. Middle Eastern influenced music, and and say when my father he used to listen to classical music, Mozart and Beethoven. So mm-hmm. really, those were my roots, not just punk rock. And 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 basically, if you one person closes their minds and just listens to one genre, you're never gonna grow as you know as a cook or, or a chef or a painter. You have to explore all the, the sides you have, no matter what it is you do. If you're mm-hmm. if you're a writer or, or, or a doctor, you're not just gonna investigate, read doctors that only 
you agree with their perspective, you want to see other perspectives or try the ways to do open heart surgery and et cetera. I don't know what I'm talking about now, but it's like, I guess I hope, I can only hope we changed. I don't want to be right. the same record every, I don't want to be the same record. So been open to the electronic side. My, 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 my true love for music just goes beyond just, you know, punk rock. I love right. all kinds of music. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely noticed that on the last album, Youth. I was like, huh, she's got kind of that oh. 80s scent in there. Okay. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for noticing. <laughs> when you get a nice haircut, or, or who knows if it's nice or not, but you definitely take that little haircut, and when someone notices, it, it feels mm-hmm. nice. So thank you. Um, you're welcome. So what was it like? Um, you performed on stage with Alice Bagg. Uh, Kathleen Zuma, and a couple other great musicians. How was that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, my. I don't know what I did. Like, in my past life, I must have been a, a nun or something to, mm. to have such kind things happen to me in this life. Yeah. Uh, I grew up listening to all these women. Mm. And then, and we got rehearsal time before, too, so that was like the double cherry on the ice cream, you know, being mm. able to spend some quality time with, you know, with the band, the great band, and, and, and with Kathleen and Allison and Allison. And, and, and also the great thing is that they're very welcoming of Latina culture. Well, I was being Latina herself, so in the rehearsal, I was able to speak my mother tongue. Mm-hmm. Everyone's completely cool with it. Lisa Flores, the producer of, of Alice's Bag's recent album, mm-hmm. Blueprint, she was there, mm-hmm. and we were able to, just, you know, being able to converse in Spanish and Kathleen being very interested in in our culture, asking questions like, oh, that's cool. I want to try and sing this back up uh, for the, the Spanish song, Secre Joven. And then, you know, it was really nice, like a nice cultural exchange. And uh, I guess that's at the end of the day what California is. You know, it's a great big state where we all encourage each other's roots to be, not be ashamed of them. Yes, absolutely. Um, California could always uh, go back to its roots, right? <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> and um, would you say that Alice Back is is one of your musical heroes? Um, who else? Ooh, <laughs> definitely. I don't want to just it goes beyond words. Uh, to, 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 to say she's just my hero would be I feel like to put her in, in limit her. Like it goes beyond words. Like in a spiritual sense, she's been my my her, my hero, my goddess. When I was mm-hmm. you know I could see myself in her when I was little. When I really didn't have any other role models. Mm-hmm. I was either the Spice Girls or NSYNC, and, and luckily I was a in a um, in a room with with these with one of the punk circles that I used to hang around with. They were going through a, a decline of Western civilization, and uh, when it came to her, the Alice Bag Band, I was like, wait, mm-hmm. like, these guys wanted to flip through it because they're like, ah, oh, una vieja, and like ah, woman. I was like, no, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? I want to see this. You know, just the, the, you know, do you remember the, the the theory that I felt that they wanted to skip? Get through it in the VHS. I was like, no. And I was, you know, I'm a non-confrontational person, but they made me so angry. I was like, no, we're gonna watch this. And then I watched. I finished. I finished watching it from there. I just did my homework and mm-hmm. became a lover of everything she's done and just of what she represents. So she just didn't limit herself to music. You know, she went on to help the community, traveled to South America to help people mm-hmm. and with, you know, with less needs. Uh, don't have the opportunity that we do here in the states. And then, yeah, just educating people and, and inspiring them. And she's, you know, she's written books. So, yeah, she, she's definitely a game changer. 
and her, along with Kathleen Hanna, I was in war. Mm-hmm. Also, my mother, I know, she, she's been in war. She's, when my father passed away, she was mother and father. Oh, and, wow. uh, and, and, and did, you know, did both, both jobs and even more. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, that's, that's pretty freaking inspiring, you know, that there's no limits unless, there's really no limits. I mean, unless you say there is limits. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you listen yeah. to the, the naysayers, right? Yeah, exactly. Freaking naysayers. The but you know what? They inspire, they inspire mm-hmm. us too, I think, right? To push I think so. More. I think so. They, yeah. they, they, they poke us along. They, they yeah. uh, irritate the hell out of us. And then we say, no, I'm kidding. I don't want to touch <laughs> <laughs> I like how we can speak so frankly with one another. <laughs> yeah, right? It's the only way to be, I guess, right? I, I think so. Frank, with the punches or so. not. No, yeah. <laughs> There's there's more of those to come. That's going to happen on May 14th and May 15th, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to get those punches going. Get those punches out there. <laughs> yes. And, and, and I'm going to punch my punching joke to the ground, so maybe we'll continue punching that joke down to the ground and maybe on May 14th and, and May 15th in San Francisco. And right. Oh, my. I'm just, you know, I love going up to the north. What's your favorite venue in San Francisco? Oh my question! You know what? Mm-hmm. I wish I could. Lately, we've been playing a lot. You know, opening up for like uh, the last time you were there, we uh, mm-hmm. we opened up for Faith No More, and it was at the Warfield, and actually, it was a good place too because we opened up for Eden and the Stooges at the Warfield. Mm-hmm. So there's some good memories there. Oh, wow. And also, without the drive-in, we opened up for them there at the Warfield. So it's been a consistent uh-huh. place there, and, and 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 the staff there, and the crew they're super cool. Mm-hmm. You know, they're treated treated like family over there. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and lots of bands go through there, and it's so cool that they remember our names and like, oh, Enrico, oh, Teddy, <laughs> oh, you. Like, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I love all places, but you know, now here I am being politically correct. Oh no, I love all the places. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on on the other end? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So do you, if people are finding, want to find out more about you, what is the best, you know, social media, websites, what have you? Um, social media for the the space web or the, yeah, the, 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 the internet. And mm-hmm. and um, and then I guess for, go go to your, your the nearest record store to get uh, the, 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 the vinyl or the CD. Mm-hmm. There and um, and if not, then then on the, in the shows and direct direct transmission there, flesh carnal in person and, um, and yeah, hopefully I don't know. I wish I wish there was more ways to get things across, like not, not just through you know mm-hmm. the internet. But now I guess, but it, you know, there's a double-edged sword because it's so great. It helps lots of artists, and but then at the same time, there's so much static noise and so much things going on that you know sometimes it just gets overlooked. But but Please don't overlook our website. Yeah. <laughs> Go straight there after this interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, what kind of music do you listen to? Who are you um, currently into right now? Currently at this uh, at this moment, I really love John Holt. I've been listening to uh, oh. the record 1,000 Volts of Holt. Mm-hmm. It's very inspiring. Just, you know, the, um, the lyrical... To a production sense, I also really enjoy him. And, um, 
there's this this one vinyl that I that I've been holding dear, uh, Solange's newest record. It's been on the constant replay. She, oh my gosh, her her music, everything, her her statement as a her message. Yeah. So Solange Knowles. Um, oh my, there's so many. Uh, what am I? <laughs> oh, well, Kendrick Lamar, of course, uh, his new mm-hmm. record, Damn. Mm-hmm. Ali's Bag's Blueprint. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been going visiting a little bit of the of the seventies with Can. Um, the pretty huh. things of the SF Sorrow, and and of course. It's the and Dr. John. I've been yeah, a lot of Dr. John too. That's basically in my like my saved pile of vinyls that I have right here. Wow. On a constant replay. That's very um very eclectic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hopefully one day it'll be just mainstream. It'll just come back to and be in the mainstream. One day in, in, in a thousand years when the new species of humans come, they'll be like, Oh, oh, we listen to the Dr. John. Mm-hmm. And then and then everyone else will be like, Oh, we're so sick of Dr. John. I want, I want some eclectic stuff like, oh, the Kanye West? Yeah, so <laughs> we might be there one day. <laughs> you never know. You might wake up and right? women will have equal rights. You know, it could happen. Yeah, exactly. Hey, it could happen. It could happen. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Oh, well, it was great chatting yeah, like with a, you. I think it was thousands of years ago. Women also <laughs> were the were the matriarchy was yeah, the yeah. absolute, and then patriarchy. Mm-hmm. It's like a pendulum. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can go on forever, but it, you know, we great talking to you too. And <laughs> yeah, well, I'm looking forward to the coffee show. or some iced tea. Yeah, we mm-hmm. should. Oh, thank you. Maybe <laughs> mm-hmm. in virtual reality. You never know. I'm always around. I know. <laughs> We're always available now, right? Isn't that kind of yeah, that's the true. That's true. That's oh my gosh. That's, you know, uh, that's a good thing though, because that way you mm-hmm. can always be in touch with the friends. But hey, the naysayers, if they try to get into her, her mind, we should just brush them away with the, yeah. the feather duster. I, yep, I think you're right. Sometimes it's good just to t- turn it off, tune out, drop yeah. out. Amen. Yeah. Hey, women. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it was great to speak with you, and um, it was great to speak to you. (laughs) Looking forward to the shows in San Francisco, and until next time, uh, I bid you adieu. (laughs) And and I look forward to seeing you in the carnival. Yes, when we when we play there, please don't be a stranger. Yeah, hopefully you, you can make it out and. And I said, well, thank you so much for your time. And again, I'm going to take that lightly. You know, the people's I'm, time is, is worth more than gold nowadays. I, you know what? You hit the nail on the head right there. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> you too. I shall be safe. Okay. okay bye. Too. Okay, bye. Well, that was my lovely interview with Terry Suarez from... La Boucherette. Uh She also does a couple other side projects as well. Um, she works a lot with Omar uh, Lopez from uh, the Mars Volta um, at the drive-in, um, who I saw last year. Um, and Le Boucherettes are going to be opening for Hot Snakes at August Hall. Uh, on August, August, May 15th. <laughs> <laughs> August it's going to be a confusing August. name. <laughs> May 15th. 
and then the night before they're going to be playing at the Ritz in San Jose so you'll definitely want to go check them out at one of those shows um, the live show is not to be missed <laughs> <laughs> but um, during that interview you heard a little bit more about you know what's inspired her and how she came up with her her live show routine and yeah it was a pleasure to to speak with her and excited to see her um you know here in san francisco um crystal and i were just talking about how august hall is still um under construction under construction it's still being born um but they've made a lot of progress in the past week so i sure hope so because they're (laughs) They're supposed to be opening this month, I think, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah I think it was actually supposed to be last weekend because uh, they had a couple shows I saw posted. Postponed. Like, Sorry, the show got canceled. Moved to this venue. <laughs> um, Excuse me. So, yeah, they have a couple more. Um, you know, they have a bunch of sold-out shows already, so it's going to be interesting. Come on, August Hall, keeping us on our toes. <laughs> Come on, come on, come on. Um, Johnny Mars going to be playing there um, in a couple weeks. Um, he has a new album coming out. So that should be exciting. And then um, Joan Jett's going to be playing on June 1st. Um, she's going to be opening up for Sticks at Concord Pavilion. So that's another uh, show that you should go check out because she doesn't tour that often these days. This is true. And also Sticks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll get to see them somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. Um, so I guess um, we'll play a couple songs, and then I did um, another interview with a band called Animal Years. Uh, stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio. <laughs> But that's just enough 
in it. No thanks. I'm a government man.
Indians scattered on dawn's highway bleeding Ghosts crowned the young child's fragile eggshell mind Blood in the streets in the town of New Haven Blood stains the roofs and the palm trees of Venice Blood in my love in the terrible summer Bloody red sun of fantastic L.A.
good songs in that last set. That was Queens of the Stone Age um, with I Sat by the Ocean. And before that was the Mr. T Experience um, from the album Love is Dead. The song's called Baba, Baba, Baba. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I'm not sure who I was. Oh, I think I was talking to somebody about how I missed them uh, last year when they played at the Lookout Festival. But they're going to be playing a show at Bottom of the Hill in July. Um, So hopefully I'll be doing an interview with uh, Dr. Frank um, in a couple of weeks, uh, and we'll talk more about that show. And before that was The Doors with Peace Frog from the Morrison Hotel album. And before that was a no-wave band called Medium Medium. The song's called Hungry, So Angry. <laughs> Gotta mm-hmm. love it. And before that was Talking Heads uh, from the Remain in Light album, uh, one of the songs covered by Angelique last night, Born Under Punches, The Heat Goes On. And before that was Le Boucherettes from their last album, A Raw Youth, Shave the Pride. And <laughs> I just want to point out that Jerry Harrison um, actually produced um, their new single, which I just learned yesterday. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I had known, I would have asked her about it. But um, just a little sprinkling on that uh, idea. Um, if you're interested, or you probably have already bought tickets to see Hot Snakes and La Boucherettes at August Hall when it opens. <laughs> and before that was, I think it was one of Billy Joe's original side projects when um, you know Green Day was pretty much taking off, and he decided I want to work with some of these other musicians from you know the same same area that I'm from. Uh, the song's called called Life During Wartime, and this particular project was called Pinhead Gunpowder, who I believe. Um, I want to say they played their last show a couple of years ago because I was talking to somebody about it when it was happening. Um, and the album's called Goodbye Elston Avenue. And I wonder if that's a tribute to Alston Avenue or Alston Way where I was um, in Berkeley last week. I'm like, wait. <laughs> but then they weren't from Berkeley. They were from Rodeo, which is another city in the East Bay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to, it's hard to know for, for certain, but... Um, but yeah, Berkeley's um, uh, has a lot of exciting things going on. Apparently, um, not everything is in San Francisco these days. So uh, I've been finding myself uh, in the East Bay from time to time. Yeah, got to venture east. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't forget, also uh, happening this week, I think I might have mentioned that, uh, well, now that we're talking about Green Day, uh, his side project, his current side project, The Long Shot, is playing a sold-out show at the rickshaw stop. So sorry if you didn't get tickets, because I didn't. (laughs) And um, again, Liam Gallagher and Richard Ashcroft, you can still get tickets for that. That's at the Masonic on May 10th. And uh, a band that I've been wanting to see for quite a while from the No Wave era, Bush Tetris. They're going to be playing at both Elbow Rooms uh, next weekend. So make sure you get tickets for one of those. Excuse me. Uh, Peter Hook's going to be playing at the Warfield on Saturday, May 12th. So I'm most likely going to be there. And uh, the Human League are playing a sold-out show at the Regency Ballroom uh, next Sunday, so definitely go check that out. 
And I think that's it. I mean, that's, you know, it's going to be jam-packed for the next two weeks, pretty much. But um, try and keep your head above ground. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brazilian girls will be at the, hopefully, August Hall on May 11th. So that's coming up next weekend. Uh, Rogue Wave will be at the same night, the May 11th at the Independent. Have uh, There's a Bjork rave in um, the SF Public Works. Uh, that is happening on May 12th. I'm kind of interested in that, but I don't know. I'm kind of scared of raves. Uh, <laughs> uh, Human League, like you said, we're, we're going to be here on uh, May 13th. And actually, that's a pretty busy day for you, isn't it? It's mm-hmm, like a bunch mm-hmm. of things going on that night mm-hmm. at the Regency. Um, I believe that show is sold out. So tough tit if you didn't get a ticket. Um, and what else is going on? Tank and the Bangas will be here at the Fillmore on May 24th. Um, they are doing a show, part of uh, the road to Bottle Rock. So I believe they're going to be at Bottle Rock as well. Fever Ray is going to be at the Fox on May 26th. And Slow Dive will be doing, I think, a three-night or maybe it's a two-nighter Um a show at the slew uh, uh sorry at the Fillmore. <laughs> um yeah they're doing um may 29th and may 30th um and then uh, johnny Marr, as you said would be at august hall and i'm really nervous for these august hall shows because i I mean, how much progress can they do in another week? We'll see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. I want to go see Terry. So I wonder what their first show is going to be. Yeah, it's probably not this weekend. <laughs> I would say next week, <laughs> but who knows? And Jello Biafra will be at the Great American Music Hall with Guantanamo School of Medicine. Oh, that's oh actually, uh, that's his band, Guantanamo School of Medicine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And then we'll have Smash Mouth at the Big O Tires concert series. Oh, and yeah. County Fair. I really want to go to that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> on the same night, Violent Fans will be at the UC Theater. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that is actually Pride, uh, the, during the Pride festivities. Oh, that would be good. That would be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Aisha's birthday's coming up. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm getting old, guys. But I look fantastic. Oh, you yes, will yes, know. Tits and the Maytals are going to be at the Fillmore on oh uh, July 11th. amazing. Oh, funny story about that. I probably already told you this, but I went to see them with my mom. I went oh, to see them with my mom. Cool. And she loved it. When If you get to meet her when she when she comes, you can ask her. She'll be like, that was so great. <laughs> Oh man, I would like to see them. I've never seen them. But yeah, they're legends. Definitely, definitely worth it. I mean, he's one of the originals, like Jimmy Cliff. I think I saw him uh, 